What's going on, everybody? Uh, John Keen, first off, it is great to see each and every single one of you here. You may be watching this on a variety of different social media platforms, but wherever you're watching it from, uh, I just want to say that it is awesome uh, that you're here. And I know that God has got something special uh, planned for you through this message. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be diving into his word uh, today. I've got such a, a strong message uh, uh, that I think so many people need to hear, men especially, if you are a dad or a husband, uh, or if you know a dad or a husband, send them this message because there is something in this message that God has for them. But I believe that to be true for every single person that's here. Uh, some housekeeping before we get going. Everybody make sure that you're following us on, on all social media, whether that be TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, uh, uh, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, wherever it is. You can find us at officialjohnkeen uh, or officialjohnkeen. And then make sure you visit our website at johnkeen.com. We've got some incredible stuff over there, including our blog, other videos and content, and uh, some of the stuff that we're partnered with, like the effort to end human trafficking. And you can find out how you can uh, do more uh, for that cause as well. Uh, but with all that being said, welcome. All right. We've got a great, 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 great message that God has uh, uh, put before me today that I want to to uh, share with you guys. Now, this is also uh, being done on our, our podcast at the exact same time that we're doing this. We're actually live recording the podcast. All right. So if you're listening to this. And you're not watching this, well, welcome to the podcast as well. And it is awesome uh, to, to see you here. And if, if you want to know more about that podcast, the podcast is called Next Man Up. You can find that uh, on the website at johnkeen.com forward slash podcast. Uh, but Next Man Up uh, is the name of our podcast. And um, it is it is designed uh, for men, uh, but anybody would glean uh, great, great uh, insight from it. But but it is where uh, I talk uh, uh, openly about the struggles that we go through in life, uh, the struggles that I go through, uh, whether that be battling uh, 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 things like lust and ego and wealth or or pride, anger, all the things we go through as a man. And to not talk about those things or pretend that we're perfect or those things don't exist, uh, well, that's just not biblical and it's not right. Uh, God has delivered me from so many different things that I have struggled with, and I want to share those things. I'm not ashamed of those things because, well, to be frank, my shame for all of those things was hung to a cross 2,000 years ago and died for me so that I don't have to feel shame for those things. So instead, I celebrate uh, what God has brought me from, uh, and, and talking about those things brings light to real issues uh, that we are all going through. Uh, um, so anyway, check that out. Next man up of uh, the podcast. Absolutely incredible. Um, so uh, got our Bible uh, right here. I always, uh, you know, everything uh, has to come from this. It can't be my opinion. Um, it can't be what I think. It can't be, uh, uh, you know, God. God's word says it all. There's nothing that John Keane can bring to the table uh, that is uh, better than what God's already brought to the table. Um, so I would encourage you, if you've got your Bible, I'll put the verses up 
you'll see those right there. Uh, we're going to be reading from a couple different scriptures. Uh, before we get started, though, I just want to open up in prayer, uh, and then we'll get into this message, uh, Feed Your Spirit, that I think is just going to be uh, so incredible. Let us pray. Daddy, we love you. Father, you you are a good God. And I, I don't know who's going to watch this. I don't know who's going to see this or hear this. But what I do know is that your word doesn't come back void. What I do know is that you're going to make sure that the right ears and the right eyes see this message that you have provided today. I ask that you would open up all of our hearts, that you would open up uh, my heart and, and as I prepare to share your words uh, with everybody that, that will listen, I ask you would open up their hearts to receive those words. Father, I thank you for the, the love of Jesus. I thank you that you would send your son, Jesus, Yeshua, to die on a cross for my sins so that when you look at me, you don't see the nastiness this John Keene. You don't see the the evil and the, the sinful nature, but instead you see your perfect son. And so I ask that you would be with us during this time. We commit this time, this day to you. May your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. So with that being said, and I can already feel the Spirit of God uh, over me. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing. And I hope you can as well. But but I want to dive right in. Uh, uh, I want to open up with something. It's on topic, but a little off topic. But, but it's something that God has placed on my heart. And I feel like I need to share it. Because as a man, we battle temptations. And women battle temptations too, right? We all battle temptations, whether that be pornography or or beauty, or lust, or greed, or, or uh, lying, or any other type of temptation that comes along our way. Uh, and, and so, when we confront temptation, it demands that we make a choice. And so, as we get into feeding the Spirit, right, this message, I just want to open up with a verse that will hopefully help somebody today that is, is struggling in this area. Um, and, and it's just, but let me just read his words because it's just so powerful. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And I didn't put this one up and I apologize for that. But it's 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Now, if I look back on my own life, God has provided me with a way out of my temptations every single time. I didn't always take the way out. Sometimes I chose to go to the temptation, right? But but the way out was there. If, I, if I'm honest with myself, there was always a way out. This verse is powerful because it tells us right here that a couple things. Number one is we're not going to experience any type of temptation that man doesn't experience on a daily basis. It's, it's nothing uncommon is going to come to us that doesn't come to everybody, including Jesus, who is perfect. So, so with that being said, then, when we are tempted, he's going to give us a way out. Those are his words. You see, our spirit is willing, 
but our flesh is weak. And what I mean by that is, is, is we desire, we desire to serve God. We desire to follow every single word in this book, but our flesh is weak, is weak. You see, when we're weak, the very definition means you're not able to resist the external forces. Or an onset, you're easily subdued or overcome, right? And so, our spirit is willing. We want to serve him with everything we have, but our flesh is weak. Right? Our flesh is weak. And so, as we're going through feeding our spirit, the things that we're going to be discussing are, are ways that you can make your spirit stronger. You see, Satan is a tormentor. That's what he does, right? He comes and he messes with you and you rebuke him and you send him away in the name of Jesus, right? You tell him to flee from me. In Jesus' name, I rebuke you. Get away from my family. Flee from my, my home, my marriage. But he's a tormentor. He's going to come right back, right? That's what he does, okay? This is his playground. And so he's a tormentor, right? And so he's going to come and tempt us. He's going to come and put us through the test, right? And we've got to be spiritually strong if we're going to survive that. You know, you look at it uh, uh, in the Bible, it talks about pruning yourself like a vine, right? Right? We have to we have to prune ourselves so that we can become attached to the thing that gives us strength, which is Jesus and God. And if we're not attached to the thing that's going to give us strength, we're not going to have strength. So what can you do today? What are... What are some things practically that you can do today? I'm a big practicality guy, right? I don't, I don't like to hear a message that you can't applicably apply to your life starting right this second, right? So, so what can you do to get spiritually stronger? Well, there's three areas of focus that I want to talk about today. Uh, and, and they're all going to be pertaining to these verses that you see right there on the screen. Uh, but there are three ways for you to feed your spirit. Now, the first way that I want to talk about, and what I want to do is challenge you. Pick one of these ways to do this week, to intentionally focus on doing this week, okay? Pick one of those things, and, and next week, go to another one, and then the third week, add in the third one, but pick one to focus on this week. I don't want you to get overwhelmed. I want this to work for you, and in order for it to do it, you've got to commit to doing it, and so I want you to bite off just enough that you can actually commit and do it this week. So, so the first thing that I want to talk about is feeding your spirit with prayer. And when I talk about that, I'm not talking about God is great, God is good, let us thank Him for our food, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, amen. I'm not talking about that, or I'm not talking about you riding to the to get a coffee, right, on a Monday morning, and you're like, thank you, Jesus, for another day, you're amazing, you know, go with me today, protect my kids, yada, yada. I'm talking about Feeding your spirit with intentional, committed, on-purpose prayer. Not prayer that is rushed. You see, when we pray, we are literally touching the hand of God. Literally. We are holding the hand of God when we pray. Matthew 26, 41, you'll see it right here. It says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Now, this is Jesus talking. All right, The spirit is willing, yet the flesh is weak. Jesus is in the garden, and put this in context for you. He's in the garden, and he's asked the disciples, keep watch. Keep watch for me. And he comes back, and, and if you know the story, they're asleep. Could you not keep watch for one hour? That's what Jesus asked. 
You see, we're, we're weak when we're not bonded to the thing that makes us strong. And that's God. And the way that we bond with God, the way that we touch God is through prayer. That's, that's one of the amazing things about Jesus' death is that it, it split the veil. It split the separation between God and man. We don't have to lay something before an altar and let a priest take it in force. We have a direct line of communication to the Father now. So we can be bonded to the Father. But in order to do that, we have to, we have to pray, right? We have to intentionally pray. And the Bible gives us clear directions on how to pray. And, and I'm going to be doing a video message uh, on that because I think it's so important because we, we don't really follow the, the way that we're supposed to pray. And then we want to know why our prayers don't get answered. Well, it's because we're not praying like Jesus taught us to pray. But when we do pray that way, when we pray, pray intentionally and we pray specifically, right, then, then we, we open up the communication, the blessings of God. He can He can actually manifest in our life and touch us in a way that He can only do when we're praying. You know, just like Jesus said, can you not keep watch for an hour? You know, when we're looking at these three ways to feed our spirit, right, can we not give Jesus an hour? Can we not give God an hour? The, the person that created us, can we not give him an hour? And I've struggled with this because I'm a... Some of you may know I'm into simulation racing, right? I like to race car drive on my computer. My wife thinks it's silly. Um, you know, all started in an arcade back in 1993 called Cruising USA, and it has fallen out of control. No, <laughs> but 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 I would I would focus more. I would focus more on that than I would spending time with God. You know, I heard somebody say the other day that. That, that God was with David, and God was with David. And you see that in the scripture. God was with David. and God. Well, why was God with David? Because David was with God. Right? How can God be with us if we're not willing to go be with him? How would we feel if the person, our children, right? How, how do we feel when our children don't value us enough to cut off a video game and talk to us? Or to come sit down and answer our questions, right? They blow us off and they want to go do something. How does that make us feel? Well, imagine how God feels that he created you, you sent somebody to die for you because we screwed it all up, and then we don't want anything to do with them, right? We'd rather watch TV all night or whatever, and I'm not saying you have to give up everything. What I'm telling you is, is that you have to make a considerate effort to spend time with the Father, and the way that you do that is through prayer. Well, that's one of the ways. We're about to talk about the second way. So feed your spirit with prayer, all right? That's number one. All right, number two is feed your spirit with God's Word. Alright? Feed your spirit with God's Word. And we're going to hit that because somebody decided to call. That's part of the uh, joys of doing it all live. All right, so, all right, number two is feed your spirit with God's word. All right, feed it with God's word. This is the word of God, right? Like I said when we started uh, this, and I apologize about the interruptions, but we're live, so it is what it is. All right, this is God's word, all right? There, there is no better way to find out what God has for your life than by picking this up right here and reading it for yourself. Now, I am as guilty as anybody at putting this down and then on Sunday morning picking this up 
and then on Sunday night, putting it down, and then on Wednesday night, picking this up, and then on Wednesday night, putting it back down, right? Can we not give him an hour? Can we not Can we not dig into Scripture? Can we not read his word for ourselves? We so often will argue with somebody about what Scripture says, but we have no idea what Scripture actually says. All we know is what people have told us this says, whether it be in church or anywhere else, right? But we haven't read it for ourselves. you got to pick this thing up and read it for yourself. You know, what you feed grows and what you starve dies, right? If we want to grow our spirit, we have got to read God's Word, all right? So this is the, the second challenge, is read God's Word, all right? Psalm 119, 9 through 11 says, How can a young man stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Everything in our life is a byproduct of the time that we spend with God. If you're a believer, everything, right? The Bible says right here, I seek you with all my heart, right? What, what is our motive? Is our motive to seek him with all of our hearts? Because if it is, then we're going to read this book. We're going to hide this book in our heart. You know, the Bible talks about in the end times. Everybody's wanting to talk about end times right now. We'll get into that. Um, I'll be doing a, a, a message on that. But um, <laughs> nobody knows. I'll just say this. Nobody knows when Jesus is coming back and he says it's going to be when we least expect it. So I kind of tell people to be quiet. If you keep saying that it's going to happen, it's going to take longer, all right? I want them to come back just as bad as anybody. Uh, but we seek him with all our heart. We hide his word in our heart so that we don't sin against him, right? Everything is a byproduct of the amount of time that we spend with God. So that's challenge number two. Pick this Bible up and read it. If you don't know where to start, start right there. Pick one of those verses and read that verse out of the Bible for yourself and see what God tells you. Every time I read this, right, I can literally, and I'll lead by example right now. We're just going to open up a verse, right, and just see whether or not there's something in here. So that would that would just immediately, right, speak out to us. So right here, all right, I'm just going to, we're going to go way off topic real quick, all right? So let's see, we're in 2 Kings chapter 10. Ahab's family gets killed. Now there were in Samaria 70 sons of the house of Ahab, so Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria, and the officials of, Je of Jezreel to the elders and the guardians of Ahab's children. He said, You have your master's son with you, and you have chariots and horses, a fortified city and weapons. Now as soon as this letter reaches you, choose the best and most worthy of your master's sons and set them on his father's thrones. Then fight for your master's house. But they were terrified and said, If two kings could not resist him, how can we? So the palace administrator, the city governor, the elders, and the guardian sent this message to Jehu. We are your servants, and we will do anything you say. We will not appoint anyone as king. You do whatever you think best. Then Jehu wrote him a second letter saying, If you are on my side and obey me, take the heads of your master's sons and come to me in Jezreel by this time tomorrow. Now the royal princes... Seventy of them were with leading men of the city who were rearing them. When the letter arrived, these men took the princes and slaughtered them all, all seventy of them. They put their heads in a basket and sent them to Jehu and Jezreel. 
Now, when the messenger arrived, he told Jehu, they have brought the head of the princes. Then Jehu ordered, put them in two piles at the entrance of the city gates until morning. The next morning, Jehu went out. He stood before all the people and said, you are innocent. I was, it was I who conspired against my master and killed him. But who killed all these? Know then that a word, know then not a word the Lord has spoken against the house of Ahab will fail. The Lord has done what he announced through his servant Elijah. So Jehu killed everyone in Jezreel who remained of the house of Ahab, as well as all his chief men, his close friends, and the priests, leaving him no survivor. Jehu then set off and went towards Samaria at Beth, yada, yada, yada. Now, right here, I just want to pull one little thing out that God just revealed to me lifetime out of that verse right there. All right? Right here. This just, this just sticks out. And... and Somebody may say, well, this is out of context. You say whatever you want to. But chapter or verse 10 of chapter 10. Know then that not a word the Lord has spoken against the house of Ahab will fail. The Lord has done what he announced he would do through his servant Elijah. Not a word the Lord has spoken would fail. Now, God just revealed that to me right now. A lot of time you watch me just flip a couple pages and we ended up there. All right, while we're talking about God's Word, God's Word will not fail. Now, yes, we're not going to do a, 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 well, what's the four chapters before that and after that say, and is that in context? Not even, well, one thing I'll tell you is in context, God's Word never fails. All right, that's a fact. <laughs> so uh, pick your Bible up and just read it. Just read it, okay? So feed your spirit with prayer. Feed your spirit with God's word. And the third thing is feed your spirit with the right people. Now, this one has taken me a long time to implement. All right. And I used to love to say, well, well, I'm hanging out with these people because I'm going to try to witness to them or save them. Well, if that's the case, if you're hanging out with people uh, that you necessarily shouldn't be. All right. And I'm not trying to sound judgy here. I'm about to back this up with scripture. All right. Well, then, then that's fine if that is your motives, and, and you know your motives. But if it is to have a good time and to be a part of things that are sinful against God with non-believers, then that is completely wrong. First Corinthians fifteen thirty-three through thirty-four. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought, and stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. I, God's word, I say this to your shame. Don't be misled. If you're around bad people that are corrupting your character, come back to your senses and stop sinning. It's, it's point blank, period. Sometimes in life, we have to lose friends to change our environment. Is it pleasant? Not always. Is it fun? Not always. But is it required? It is if you want to grow closer to God and feed your spirit. You need to be around Christians that believe the Word of God. Not that they're perfect, right? We all sin and fall short. But some people, the Bible says, are ignorant of God. I can't grow with God if I'm hanging around a majority of people that are ignorant of God. You know, there's an old saying, you lay with dogs, you get pleased. You show me the five people you hang out with, I'll tell you what you'll become. You know, Well, there's truth in those statements, right? There's truth in those statements. You know, some of you don't want to go to church because you've been hurt by the church or, or somebody in the church has lied to you or you feel like the church is full of hypocrites uh, or it's not perfect or anything else. Well, I've struggled with this myself. But here's what God said. No church is going to be perfect, John, if you go to it. 
There ain't going to be a perfect church if I walk in the door because I've been there. And I'm far from perfect. Surround yourself with people that believe in God. Alright? Sometimes we have to lose friends to change our environment. I want you to pick one to focus on this week, whether it's God's Word, prayer, or people. Pick one this week and focus on that and see what God does in your life through that. Through that. I want to I wanna ask you, give me a follow. Share this video out. Not, not for my fame, but for His name and His fame. Right? Everything we do is for Jesus. His fame and His name. I, we, we want to, to boast in His glory. Right? Make it all about Him. But there's somebody out there that needs to hear a word from God today. And it may be you, and it may be something else, somebody else. But, but plant that seed. Plant that seed, right? This is just scripture that we're reading. This is the word of God, not my opinions, not what I think. This is what God says. Somebody out there needs to hear that today. So I want to encourage you, please share this out. Go to the website. Follow me on whatever your favorite social media platform is. Send me a message. If you got a prayer request, you can submit those online, whatever that may be. But 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 reach out, join our community, and uh, and be a part of something amazing that God's going to do. And I, I don't fully know what that is yet, but I know that this is the direction that He's leading, and we're going to continue to feed our spirit and grow closer to Him. I want you to pray this prayer if you if you want to work on these things. And this is not the sinner's prayer. We'll get into that another day. Uh, the sinner's prayer, by the way, listen, there's one road to salvation. I feel like I definitely need to throw this in there. There's one road to salvation, and that's through Jesus Christ, right? Repentance is about turning. God repented, right? Uh, we've made it all about repent of your sins. We've thrown that of your sins on there, right? It's not what the Bible says. The Bible says there's one way through Jesus. Believe in me. Right? For God to love the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that he is God and man? He lived a perfect life. He was sacrificed, brutally murdered, right? For your sins, right? For my sins, for the world's sins that kept us out of a relationship with God. Do you believe that he was killed and then three days later he rose from the grave and ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father? And while he's sitting up there, what he is doing is he's interceding on our behalf. He has literally taken every single prayer. That's why it says uh, pray in Jesus' name, right? When you do that, right, you are asking him to take what your, your desires are, which hopefully are within the will of God, right? That's how we'll talk about prayer in that other video, but, but that's, that's where most people are missing out. Hopefully they're in the will of God. But he sits up there all day, all night, and intercedes on our behalf because he loves us that much. That's what he does. And that's the road to salvation. If you want to turn life, you want a relationship with God, it comes from Jesus Christ. There's nothing I could say or pray that would earn me salvation. There's nothing I could do that would earn me salvation. There's one road to salvation, right? Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he watched me right as snow. Jesus is the way. That's it. But I want you, if you're struggling with these, if you want to work on these, I have a prayer for you that will uh, hopefully encourage you and ask God to help you with these things.
So let's pray and we'll close out. Father, I submit my mind to dwell on spiritual things. My eyes to see only things that are proper and pleasing to you and my ears to hear things that edify and build up. My mouth to speak blessing and truth and my heart, Lord, my heart is deceitful. Give me pure motives to serve you in every area. I give you my hands to use to build the kingdom. I submit my feet to you today. Take me to the places that honor you. God, I submit my whole life to you. That I would be used to lift up your holy name in all I do. Today, I submit myself to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, I hope to see you on the next one. Like I said, pop in and say, hey, I'd love to, to reach out and speak to some of you guys. I hope everybody has a blessed day. God has got something incredible for you. God is going to open up doors for you. He's, he's going to take you to places you haven't dreamed of yet. And I know this because he's done it for me. He's done it for me in, 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 in the most incredible ways. I could have never imagined that I would be in some of the places that I've been or done some of the things I've done. And I certainly don't deserve it. But that's the thing about his grace. It's amazing. His blessings, they're amazing. And when he does something, it's amazing. It's amazing. Hope everybody has a beautiful day today. Have peace in your heart. If you're struggling from anxiety, depression, maybe somebody's abusing you, whatever that case may be, I'm praying for you. I'm speaking out healing in Jesus' name. I'm speaking out deliverance in Jesus' name. I want you to know that God hasn't forgot about you. You're so special to him. And we may not understand him, right? His ways are not our ways. But he does work all things out for our good and his glory. And there's going to be something amazing that's going to come. If I look at my life, the bad things that happened led me to a point that I had a testimony that I could share with people that would help them with what they were going through. So whatever you're going through today, just know God's got a plan and he loves you. Everybody take care. I love each and every one of you. Hope everybody has an awesome day.